This is AgriPulse Open Mic, sponsored by NCIS, National Crop Insurance. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Dr. Gerald Long Thompson, thank you for being with us as our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, thank you, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. And as you know, I always enjoy talking about agriculture and rural issues. You come from an agricultural background, uh, also a business background. You have experience in government as an elected official and as a university professor. You've also served. Which of those do you think is the most important as you go into your role as the administrator of the farm credit system? Well, I think they all pretty much combine to give me uh, a background of experience that fits with this position as chair at the Farm Credit Administration but I, I think certainly having grown up on a farm, my husband and I uh, continue to farm in northern Indiana. Combined with uh, my background in business, I think um, puts me in a good position to take a look at uh, the ratios uh, for the various institutions in the system, um, to study the data on uh, what's happening in the ag economy and the larger global economy. And I think all of those things uh, I think all of the things combined uh, are significant, but I think the, the direct relationship to agriculture that I have and my business background are probably the, the two that stand out the most. How do you view the state of the farm credit system as you take over the chairman's role? Well, the farm credit system is very strong today and, in fact, has been gaining strength uh, since the, the crisis of the 1980s, but it's in a very strong position. And as you know, agriculture in general is, is very strong. Even with uh, the significant drought that we had this year, uh, we still saw that farm income in, in most sectors was quite strong and overall was quite strong. Um, so we're in a strong position, but I always see a strong position as a challenging time because that's when it's most important to make the good decisions. Uh, when there is an economic downturn, you usually have to move so quickly that you don't have time to, to um, strategically plan the way you do when you're in good times. And so uh, it's very, very important that we keep a close watch on the global economy, on markets, and um, the, the agricultural economy in the United States as well as around the world. Well, you may have answered this, but do you plan to accomplish anything specifically as the top regulator? Well, I am uh, currently working on my priorities. I've been in this position now just uh, a little over three weeks and am still putting my priorities together for the next year to 18 months. Um, but the, um, the major accomplishment, of course, is to ensure that the system is uh, 
is in fact meeting its mission in a safe and, and sound way. So uh, that is always overriding. Uh, certainly uh, there's a, a global discussion and work being done on uh, capital requirements, and so that will be an issue that uh, we will be working on, continuing to work on here at, at the Farm Credit Administration. Uh, also uh, ensuring that, that uh, all kinds of agriculture are uh, have access to capital and um, working with the system to determine uh, what is the best role uh, the system can play in that and, and how that varies as you go from one region of the country to another. Um, so the, those kinds of things will be priorities. But then also in terms of what I want to accomplish, uh, I want to make sure that we, we are prepared for anything that is unexpected. So uh, we do a, a great deal of uh, discussing of what might be around the corner uh, that we aren't anticipating. And um, that's always a, an important consideration, too. We've had crises in financial institutions uh, from 2008 uh, forward. Um, how do you see the farm credit system being accountable to make sure that the, the same type of problems don't happen on your watch? Well, we have the same kinds of responsibilities as the OCC, the Office of Comptroller of the Currency, and the FDIC and the Federal Reserve um, that, that we need to ensure that uh, the loans that are being made are, are sound and that they are loans that overall have the ability to be repaid. And uh, so we, we work both through our Office of Examination and, as you know, the Farm Credit Administration has field offices in Bloomington, Minnesota, in Dallas, Texas, in Denver, Colorado, and Sacramento, California, as well as uh, in the headquarters in McLean. We have examiners um, that are always uh, on an on ongoing basis examining the institutions of the system, but then we also are responsible for issuing regulations. And so uh, we need to make sure that uh, the regulations are keeping the system safe and sound but also balanced against the concern of overregulation, and so we, um, you know, we operate like any arms-length, um, independent, uh, prudential regulatory agency, where we will propose uh, rules and um, hold them open for comment for a period of time, and then based on the feedback that we receive, um, make a determination as to what is the best way to approach ensuring the safety and soundness of the system. In talking to some of the uh officials of the banks, if you will, that are the direct interface with agriculture uh, in farm credit across the country, they're a lot different than they used to be. And uh, I'm wondering in the investigations we've seen in the past of some failed financial institutions, there was a statement that those institutions could shop around for who regulated them. And I wonder if that's relevant to the Farm Credit Administration that these entities must be regulated only by you? Well, I, I think you are um, making a very good point. The institutions that make up the farm credit system uh, have no latitude to shop around for a regulator. And uh, as you know, uh, the Farm Credit Administration regulates the system of lending institutions that are member-owned institutions. And so everybody who borrows from a farm credit system institution is a shareholder and therefore an owner, part owner of, 
uh, that institution. And I think that that leads to a more engaged um, borrower, if you will. And I think that's that's uh, probably a, a contributing factor to why the system is strong. Having said that, it is also important to recognize the role that the Farm Credit Administration has played since the 1980s when uh, Congress uh, completely revamped uh, the oversight of the farm credit system. Are you concerned about a land value bubble or a profitability bubble that may be existing and inflating in agriculture today? Well, we are always keeping a watch on uh, not just uh, farmland values, but uh, production input costs and interest rates, uh, because all of those uh, are areas that have a tremendous impact on the ability of farmers to uh, produce profitably. Um, we we have a, a loan database that uh, we keep a very close watch on um, to ensure that uh, the loans or the mortgages on the farmland uh, are reasonable and could sustain uh, a, a downturn if there, if there were a stabilization or downturn in, in the price of farmland. And really the issue is not the the just the price of the farmland, but whether or not it's highly leveraged. And in the 1980s, as you know, uh, when we had a, a farm crisis, a lot of the farmland had been highly leveraged uh, based on anticipation of appreciation in value rather than on ability of that farmland to actually uh, generate a profit at that particular price. Uh, it's a very, very different situation today where uh, the lending institutions in the farm credit system are, are being very uh, prudent, if you will, on uh, the amount that they will actually lend on on a particular piece of, of land. And that's why uh, we see that in a lot of cases there's a large cash down payment. Uh, we also see that uh, farmland is selling in smaller uh, plots. Uh, it used to be much more common for land to sell in uh, 400 or 500 acre plots. Now we see 80 acres and 120 acres um, much more commonly than in those large parcels. And uh, so there, there have been many differences uh, in in borrowing in the system uh, since the 1980s. But we we keep a close watch on it, and we also uh, look to the uh, information and research done by the land grant universities of. Uh, because that gives us a, a good sense of uh, what is a reasonable price to pay, uh, a reasonable amount to borrow uh, in different regions of the country. We don't know what's taking place or what will come of the negotiations in Congress. You've been a member of that body. How will a fiscal crisis for the U.S. government impact the operations of the Farm Credit Administration? Well, the Farm Credit Administration is not funded through and appropriations. We're not funded with tax dollars. Uh, we, are, we are funded through a, an assessment on the institutions that make up the farm credit system that we regulate. And um, so I, I think we will have resources. Now, you know, uh, there may be some technical issues that our uh, finance people will be working with the Office of Management and Budget to uh, ensure that uh, we're able to to spend the funds that we need, but uh, we we would not be impacted in the same way that other agencies in the federal government would be because uh, we're not funded with tax dollars. Jill, thank you very much. We appreciate you being a guest of AgriPulse Open Mic. It has been my pleasure, and uh, I wish you a prosperous 2013. AgriPulse Open Mic, sponsored by NCIS.
National Crop Insurance. I'm Ken Root.